It's Spooky Saturday. Saturday is my favorite day of the week. You have toiled, suffered, struggled all week long, and now you're here to get the chills, thrills, and everything in between, from pop culture cryptids to history. I'm your local ghost host with the most, Devin Ray. Now, let's get spooky, shall we? It's Spooky Saturday! Saturday. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, hey. hi, hey, hello. It's me, Devin Ray, your ghost host of the most, bringing you the chills and thrills every single Saturday. And I am joined, as always, by my lovely blood sucking co host. I'm good. good. I'm good. good. Don't be suspicious. Don't, Don't be, be suspicious. suspicious. <laughs> <laughs> we are back. With another episode of the Kitwaku, which is the Cabin in the Woods cinematic universe, but Ooh. you already know. You you're better. You, sh- you should know. <laughs> if wow. you if you don't know, you picked a hell of an episode to come in on. Wow, what a crazy <laughs> one. It's an insane choice for you to make. Yeah. Well, welcome. Hi. How are you doing? Coming in hot on the whiteboard. You look beautiful today. Uh, yeah, the whiteboard. That we've already conquered one whole column. We have. Of yeah. the whiteboard. We have. Um, it's true. True story. True story. Aggressive. Um, <laughs> and last week, we watched Jack Frost. Yes, we did. We, and we, yes, we did. Yes, we, we did. For the subject of Snowman. Yeah. And this week, the subject on the whiteboard was Dragon Bat. Dragon Bat. So, <laughs> listen. <laughs> There's not a lot of dragon bats. You, you, they, 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 there's not, there are no movies that we could locate mm-hmm. that had dragon bats. No, there's movies with bats and there's movies with dragons, but there's not movies with dragon bats. Yeah. And what the Kitwaku seems to be referencing when it talks about dragon bats, there actually is not only is it on the whiteboard. It is seen later in the movie, giant dragon, where its lower jaw mandible splits in two and opens up to reveal a blood-sucking tentacle thing thing that is highly reminiscent of Guillermo del Toro's Reaper vampires in Blade Blade 2. So we watched Blade 2. So we watched Blade 2. There are no dragons. There aren't even bats. (laughs) There's not dragons. There's not bats. There's barely vampires. But there are there are vampires, and well, no, they're they're re- you're right. There's they're barely vampires. Humans. They're basically humans. But there are reapers, and the reapers are what seem to have inspired the dragon. Bat. The dragon bat. Maybe it's an eventual evolution. Maybe. Um. Yeah. So there's your context. Now we're in, <laughs> and we're gonna talk about. Blade 2, Blade which was fucking directed by Guillermo del Toro, which just, I wasn't paying attention to opening credits, I guess, mm-hmm. uh, and man, when the titles came up at the end of the movie, it was like, what? Whoa, yeah. Um, yeah, definitely caught me off guard. Guillermo del Toro is a, a hard man to pin down, because you think about his movies... When you think about Guillermo del Toro's movies, you think about like Pan's Labyrinth and like 
uh, the devil's backbone in the shape of water. Yeah, really artistic, also, beautiful, well crafted, yeah. really intricate storytelling. Really cool creatures, really imaginative monsters, monsters, and and just like and also combining like the 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 intensity and awfulness of human violence mm -hmm. with the fantasy and the beauty of supernatural entities interacting with humans, mm -hmm. and just like I don't know, it's all very. It sounds bad to say, but like intelligent for lack of a better word. Mm -hmm. Like, there's an intentionality to it that really feels like there was a lot of thought and effort put into every facet of the movies that he makes. When you think of those movies, yeah. when you think of Pan's Labyrinth, when you think of Shape of Water, and even, I would say, Cabinet of Curiosities, like, mm -hmm. there's just something, there's just that little extra zhuzh. But with all of the Crimson Peaks, with the Pan's Labyrinth, mm -hmm. there's also the Pacific Rims and the Blade Two. Yeah. Um, he loves his kaiju. He loves his vampires, and he, he doesn't mind. Vampires. And he doesn't mind just being like kooky. He's a, he's a kooky, kooky guy. And I will say, knowing now, which I didn't at the time when I was younger, and loved this movie, mm -hmm. um, loved all Blade movies when I was in. I'm not going to date myself. Um, when I was younger, uh -huh. um, <laughs> uh, I didn't know that Blade was an MCU comic book. Well, why would you? Right. Um, but knowing that now and watching these movies now mm -hmm. with that context uh, makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Like the style of this movie, mm -hmm. he's very much a comic book. Oh. <laughs> Bless you. Thank you. First time. The momentous occasion. Yeah. The sneeze on podcast. Here, scrap the whole episode. <laughs> She'll edit it out. <laughs> no, I won't. Ah, Bless you again. Achoo! And again. Oh, my God. You got three. Um, No, but it, it definitely, I mean, comic book to the point that some of the fight sequences are literally just video game animations. It's all. It's, yeah, it's, it's just a video. You're watching a video game. With with some cutscenes, <laughs> I feel like it really okay as campy and kind of dumb as it is. Mm -hmm. It does capture the vibe of reading a comic book mm -hmm. when you're a kid mm -hmm. because the plot is so thin. Oh God, there's nothing to like, it. You, it's almost the vibe of like you read a comic book or you play a video game or you watch a show and then you go play that storyline with your friends. Mm -hmm. Like, you just spend That's, most of your time, like, kicking your friend's ass. Yep. Because you're like, and then you guys are Reaper vampires, and I'm Blade, yep. and I'm going to kick your ass. Yep. Like, <laughs> ting, 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 ting. Shaba, shaba, boo, pow, pow, boo, pow. I got a stick. It's actually made of silver. Spin move. Trench coat flying. Yeah. It's, it's that vibe. Yep. 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 Because this plot is paper thin. <laughs> Yeah, it's a uh, new vampire strain exists. Vampires hire Blade to kill new vampire strain. It's a double cross. New vampire strain is actually created by the vampires to create a new age of vampires that are resistant to all of the things. The only thing they haven't figured out is daywalking. Which 
Blade is a half. In case you don't know. Oh yeah, there are people who may not have seen any of the Blade movies and know nothing about him. Blade Blade is known as the Daywalker, which Day is Walker. a derogatory term yep. for him. Yep. Uh, and he is half. He's half human. human half vampire, not unlike Renesme. Yep. Of Twilight. Yep. And he <laughs> he basically. He got all the good things about being a vampire with none of the bad things, except he still has the need to feed on human blood. Yeah. However, <coughs> his uh, father figure mentor guy, uh, Whistler, um, helped him develop a serum that he can inject into his bloodstream that... Uh, removes that urge mm-hmm. for him, mm-hmm. but I guess that also means he doesn't eat. So, like, not He's sure. Operating on like no power. Yeah. Because we see. It. Okay, spoilers. I guess he falls in a he vat falls of in blood. A vat of actual blood. And then goes like He's, Super Saiyan. He's crazy. Okay, so I'll say this: the vampires, which is why we would never watch this for vampires are basically just human. They have... They suck. They suck. They they don't move quickly. They're not super strong. They can't jump off of tall buildings. They're not charismatic. No. They look like very normal people who suck at everything and, like... I have half a mind to believe that there actually isn't vampires. Just some goths. Some angry, weird goths. It it literally gives off the vibe that they're, they're, like fake vampires like humans pretending to be vampires that like blades just coming in and fucking them up and the only thing that indicates that they are is when they get hit by silver garlic or sunlight Mm -hmm. they burn up into ash most of the time yeah sometimes Sometimes. their corpses are burned all up but they the corpse like stays behind for some reason um like they get vaporized by these things yeah like blade stabs him with a silver sword silver katana that he carries around and they when as soon as the blade pierces their skin they burst into flames and then reduce down to dust yes in like seconds yeah they go from fully formed human to dust in two seconds well i feel like this was a very popular convention in the 90s um, because of vampire fever, to have your vampires uh, basically explode into nothing very quickly. Yeah. It also just, like, gives feeds into that idea that this is why we can't prove that vampires exist, because when you kill them, there's nothing left of them. Mm-hmm. Like, you, there's, there's no evidence of, like, a, a corpse that has fangs, because when a vampire dies, it's, like... It's vaporized. Yeah, it's, the, it's dust. That you, there's no evidence of it, which is why you've never seen them. Right. Buffy. Yeah. Buffy does the same thing. Um, so, yeah, the, the movie opens with Blade kicking the shit out of some vampires who just seem terrible at their job. They didn't get the memo. Well, it, it also begins the biggest question of the movie that you're left with at the end. Because he starts on a rescue mission for his, his daddy. Whistler. Daddy Whistler. Yep. Um... And he says in his little monologue, his exposition, in case you missed the first blade, here's what it's all about. Um, He says the vampires took Whistler and turned him. Yep. So Whistler's a vampire now. Or is he? Or is he? Because he isn't. He isn't. As soon as Blade rescues him, I don't know if maybe, 
maybe Devin and I missed the three second, three frames where they fixed it. <laughs> we blinked yeah, we and blinked we missed, we missed this. Yeah. But at, at Whistler is not allergic to sunlight, Mm-mm. not allergic to garlic, not allergic to silver. I mean, you could go off the fact like we we can't we can't even go off like he doesn't have superhuman abilities, but the vampires themselves don't really seem to have superhuman abilities unless there's a fight sequence where it's necessary. Mm-hmm. But like they all just carry guns and they run at normal speeds mm-hmm. and they do seem to do everything at normal speeds with normal strength unless it's an epic boss fight kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, so there's this, what you think is a vampire. So this guy is at a blood bank mm-hmm. and he's donating blood, mm-hmm. air quotes, um, and they take him back and you kind of get the vibe very quickly that something is off about this blood bank and then you realize that it's run by vampires and they're like, oh, we found your blood is unique. It has this pathogen that we want. Mm-hmm. So they try to chain him down, and then he laughs and turns out, and he's like, vampires. I hate vampires, after he kicks the shit out of all of them. And then his mouth opens up in a weird way that you don't really see, but it's the dragon bat okay. so effect. Dragon bat, dragon bat mouth. Um, you see it later. You do see it later. And it's, I will say, it's it spawned, all of the creature designs for like the next 20 years. Yeah. Like the face opening monster mm-hmm. started here. So good for you, Guillermo del Toro. Yes and no. Let's argue it. Predators. Yes. Yes. It's, yes and no. Yeah. Predator mouth. Predator mouth. But, but this, this is, is this is the, the, the big jump in evolution mm-hmm. of the predator mouth. Also, before we get too far into talking about this movie that has three sentences of plot, uh, you'll notice if you watch this movie that it is very 2002. Matrix just came out. It's everybody's in long coats. The glasses are tiny. It's all cyberpunky all the time. All like, cyberpunk all the time. All trench cyberpunk goth. Cyberpunk goth all the time. Yeah. yeah. Trench coats, leather, mesh, lots of guns. Yeah, buckles. Yep. Norm- straps. Straps. Braids. White women with braids. Yeah. And yeah. Dreadlocks. Yeah. Just bad tribal tattoos. Bad, bad, bad tribal tattoos. I'd say, though, that Blade has a tattoo, a tribal tattoo on the back of his neck with the way that he keeps his hair is pretty cool. Yeah. I, I mean, don't like tribal tattoos, but I like that. Blade's whole tattoo. character design is fucking great. Yes. It's iconic. Yes. 100%. Yes. Um, the combat in this movie is bad. It's bad if you know what combat is supposed to look like. Yeah. It is very much the it what we were talking about earlier with the yeah it's it's that like all fast all the time all fast all furious but like family. but like none of its Tokyo drift none of its pra- <laughs> none of its practical like it's the it's the quintessential this looks cool. 
but does nothing. At what cost? Yeah. You're not trying to kill anybody, and we know that. Yeah, it's the it's 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 the five guys standing around, flailing their arms, waiting for their chance to attack the hero, kind of group fight mm-hmm. things, um, and it's very silly. Uh, Blade does some really bad parkour at one point. <laughs> it's my favorite thing to get a little extra oomph on his stab, um, and there's just a lot of stuff like that where it's just kind of. Very, goofy. very campy, very cheesy, very goofy. Legoof. Um, yuck. <laughs> yuck. Uh, yeah. Would and, you say, Scott Kiel, that this movie is in your aesthetic wheelhouse because of the things that you love? Yeah, probably. Yeah. It, it absolutely is. But I think it's one of those things that, like, when I was a child... I thought this was the coolest fucking thing that could ever exist in the history of movies. Mm-hmm. Um, as an adult, I see it as an <laughs> inspir- something to inspire cool things, but it is definitely a a starting point. It is a it is a jumping off point mm-hmm. for cool things. It's like I see what they're going for. It's it's the it's the visual manifestation. It's someone someone played Soul Calibur 2 and said, I want that in my movie. Truly. And if you play Soul Calibur 2, it's very fun, it's very cool, it is completely impractical. Ugh. Am I wrong? No, but like <laughs> don't be mean. Don't be I, mean. I love Soul Cal 2. I love all fighter games. They're fun. I know. But they're also not practical. No. They're not going to kill anybody. When, and the moves don't kill anybody. And they don't actually do what the people are doing. They don't have the effect. Like you can't juggle another human being by punching them repeatedly in the air. Right. <laughs> Shut up. Um... Yeah, and so, but these the 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 interesting thing about the Reapers is the main Reaper. Mm-hmm. What's his name again? Namor. No idea. <laughs> Not Namor. Come on. <laughs> it's like Jacob something. No, it's like Namelock or or, or or. Which main vampire are you talking? The, about? the 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 Reaper, the main Reaper. Yeah, the boy. Jacob it's, something. It starts with an N. No, it not it, it does. No, it doesn't. Google it. Um, the main Reaper guy, who, spoiler alert, is the son of the oldest vampire. Um, he doesn't have, like... So all of the... Anytime he bites... Jared Nomak. 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 Jared Jared. Nomak. Jared Nomak. Jared no, Mac. Okay. We can both be right. We were at both the same right. Time. We were both almost right, but both wrong. <laughs> Samsonite. <laughs> I was way off. Way off. Um, no, so uh, anytime he bites someone, he his his little fang things immediately transmit the virus, and no matter what, they turn. Mm-hmm. And these reapers, basically, nothing can kill them except sunlight like you can chop their head off they won't die mm-hmm. 
or you can stab their heart, but they their body immediately mutates to encase their heart in bone, except for from the sides. So that's a thing. Um, but yeah, but all of the ones that turn as a result of his bite basically turn into blood crack addicts where they have to feed every single day mm-hmm. or they immediately start, their body starts feeding on itself and they immediately start dying. Um, so that's a thing. But basically, so once he bites one person, that one person's immediately going to bite another person mm-hmm. and those two people have to bite someone every single day. So in the course of like a week, you're talking about thousands of these things existing. If you've ever heard the myth about the guy who said, I don't, all you have to do is pay me the one grain on the chessboard, but it doubles every single time I move. But, and it doesn't seem like a lot, but by the time you get to the end of the chessboard, it's like a ridiculous, like you take one penny and you just continually to double it on the chessboard. You end up with a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Um, it's that, but for these reaper vampires and kind of exponential because it's not just one it's a lot of them so funny thing yeah um the what is that I'm, I'm, I'm just i'm excited what's uh, the funny thing well it's not funny it's interesting um who's to say if it's funny <laughs> uh the reason that the reapers are designed the way they are mm-hmm. is after the um, it's rural Polish folklore version of a vampire. Oh. Just said to have a stinger or a finger, depending on the translation of the myths, in their mouth. Okay. So, because, so y'all know from my book, uh, that breaks down all of the vampires. Yeah. Every, I mean, mostly, it's one of those collective myths like dragons is every kind of culture has their own kind of vampire. Mm-hmm. So... Most of what we know is the popularized by Bram Stoker version of the vampire. But yeah, Dracula. Dracula. Um, and the the main elder vampire of this movie is based mm-hmm. off of uh, Nosferatu. Mm-hmm. He's got the marble skin. He's got the fucked up ears. Like, yep, 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 yep. Um, but yeah, I thought it was really... Yeah, so like the way that these the way that these vampires work and they everyone becomes a doctor all of a sudden, a geneticist mm-hmm. uh when they're dissecting one of these things. Um the mouth, the bottom jaw splits in half and flares out like and turns basically the bottom jaw into like wings. Mm-hmm. Not huge. Mm-hmm. Not you couldn't fly with them, but like it opens up like that. And at the very tip of each one <laughs> is a a singular fang that emits a that that injects a neurotoxin in that paralyzes its victim and it allows them to just like really lock in mm-hmm. on their victim mm-hmm. and then there's this little five pointed sucker tongue thing yeah. that shoots out and latches in it's really aggressive it's really aggressive i don't like that it's very cool it was definitely it it watching this happen the first time I remember when I was younger definitely I was like oh and it fucked me up mm-hmm. um, but the fangs that are on the five pointed sucker thing are what carry the reaper toxin mm-hmm. that transmits yes. um, and it can turn vampires it can turn humans so yeah they figure out that 
Jared is out and about. The vampires. Yeah, and so the vampires are like, Blade, we need the Daywalker to fix this. And then we meet, like... The Death Squad. It's a ragtag group of Nazis. Like it's A ragtag group of cyberpunk goth Nazis. They're not all Nazis, but Ron Perlman did base his character off of a neo-Nazi. And that bit, he has a bit where he walks up to Glade before they start saying, he's like, can you blush? That really happened to Wesley Snipes, and he asked Ron Perlman to And, oh, that's so cool. I'm like, what a great little... I mean, cool's the wrong word, but, like... It's it's cool. It's cool that Wesley Snipes was like, okay, if you're going to be racist, this is some real shit that happened to me. Yeah. So this will work. And he gets to call back to that moment later when he kills. Yeah. So, like, what a nice little... Yeah, super cool. Work through it moment. Yeah, Blade gets some... Or Wesley Snipes gets some therapy. There is is a Maori... There's a Maori guy. But it's like, that's it. There's, I mean, there's also, like, the famous... Martial artist Donnie Yen. Yep. As Snowman. Yeah, Donnie Yen. Weird cameo for him. Also kind of useless in this movie. Yeah, he didn't need to be there. No. He had a cool double kick at one point. He was there. That was kind of... But he didn't need to be there. No. Um, he definitely underutilized Donnie Yen. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, so... So the go-to... They go try and they go try to hunt down some reapers at the house of pain. At the house of pain. Would you like to hear some interesting things about the house of pain? I'd love to hear some interesting things about the house of pain. Okay, the house of pain first of all is like a vampire club. A vampire club where they it's not the vampire club from the first one with the blood rain. No. It's vampire club where they go basically to fuck themselves up and eat people, but there wasn't a lot of eating people. There was There's a, a little of, bit. A lot of like self mutilation. There's a lot of self mutilation. They would like rip their skin. They would peel their skin back so that they could do like basically the equivalent of like tattoos or piercings, but mm-hmm. on a muscular, on the musculature mm-hmm. of their bodies. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was some feeding, but yeah, it was it was limited. There was it was mostly self mutilation and techno music and dancing. Yeah, it's not. But also the soundproofing on the on the the club was. Fantastic. State of the art. So in the House of Pain, first of all, there was supposed to be a cameo in the House of Pain. Okay. Of Michael Jackson as a vampire pimp. What? But because of scheduling, he couldn't do that. <gasps> what a sad day. Um, the cooler thing to me is that there's a stained glass window uh-huh. in the House of Pain. And that stained glass window is based on the comic book interpretation of a stained glass window from the Doctor Strange comic books of the Eye of Agamotto. Whoa. Um, who Guillermo del Toro loves that character. Like he almost he tried to get somebody to work with him on a Doctor Strange film. Um Can you imagine? I know it'd be so Can you imagine good. if that if Guillermo del Toro got his hands on a Doctor Strange? Mm-hmm. Oh but he had Neil Gaiman as the writer for the project, but Marvel passed. Of course um, they did. I was like because why would you want Neil Gaiman writing a Doctor Strange movie that Guillermo del Toro directs? Yeah, sounds, sounds like such a terrible decision. Sounds awful. I think <laughs> it. Um, and one more Marvel connection to this movie is not necessarily related to the House of Pain, but I feel like I should mention it now. Yeah. So the planned villain for this movie mm-hmm. was somebody that we all know and love. Morbius. It was it's Morbin time. It was almost Morbin time. I mean, this movie was full on Morbin. Well, and they just changed things a little bit and turned it into Jared Nomack. But like yeah. they changed it 
A little bit. Just a little bit. But it should have been Blade versus Morbius, which, you know what? We might get it. We might get it. We might get it. I'm here for that. If they can finish the Blade script, though. They I know. They running into shit. I know. Um... Yeah, so they go to the House of Pain, and basically they that's when, yeah, we discover all the things we've already said about the reason. Yeah, and they lose a couple of, uh, well, they, so pr- one of the guys, Priest, dies, mm-hmm. who, he was a dick, so, like, mm-hmm. whatever. Um, and Maori guy gets bitten, but mm-hmm. pretends like he wasn't, and that becomes a problem later. Uh yeah, and they just, you know, decide to try and shoot everyone or shoot all of the the Reapers, Reapers. with their silver bullets and it's mm-hmm. not doing anything and they just keep shooting and shooting and shooting and then finally realize that sunlight works and it cooks all of them uh, and they run away. Mm-hmm. Um, also, just a heads up, uh, physics all means... Mean, any Anything scientific means nothing mm-hmm. in this movie. Um once they realize that sunlight is what kills them, they decide to make these UV flashbang grenade things. Yeah. Um, Which but also they almost blinded most of the crew because it was so bright. Well, there was yeah, there's a UV one of their UV lights malfunctioned and it really like fucked up a lot of the crew. Oh my god! So yeah, they have these tiny little balls. <laughs> That are these UV bombs that mm-hmm. have like a little like a, a detonator timer thing. That so I, once you set them in ten seconds, they go pew and send light everywhere. But the funny thing is, is like think about when you set off like when in action movies when a bomb goes off in like a sewer and the um the fire travels through all of the tunnels as they angle around everywhere mm-hmm. and it can like you know it and like. Think about like the rock where the bomb goes off in the tunnels and the only way they can avoid the flames is to dive into the water, right? It seems like they watched the rock and thought, let's do that, but with light. And the problem there, for those of you that don't know, is that light doesn't (laughs) pass through solid material. And it doesn't keep going around curves and corners and whatnot. So if you're in like not a, the same strength, it can bounce off. It can bounce, but after enough, it with each bounce, it the 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 brightness and the effectiveness of it reduces to the point that it's not going to. You're not going to get the UV from it. Mm-hmm. So. In a sewer system situation, they have a they had a payload of like fifty of these UV bombs that they were going to detonate in one place, and it basically swept through the sewer system like an actual bomb of fire. Mm-hmm. Uh, and some of the vampires jumped underwater to avoid it, but water doesn't stop it will break up uv rays a little bit but it's not gonna just like stop them. shallow water is not going to stop you from getting cooked by sunlight i think one of my problems with this movie is the efficacy of the methods of vampires dying in that like a silver bullet will explode them yeah right yeah like eventually if they're exposed to too much uv they'll be they'll explode yeah but like 
little bit of UV. They just, can run through it. They'll steam a little bit. They, yeah, they get a little burned. And that's... But, like, put a drop of garlic on them. Poof. Poof. It's, Stab them with a silver sword. Poof. Anywhere. Stab them in the finger. It doesn't matter. Poof. Yeah, gone. Stab them in the dick, as we saw. Yes. Blade, Poof. Blade does stab somebody in the dick. In the dick. Um, Unnecessary. Yeah. So there's definitely some... some just... It's... Uh, the plot armor is strong mm -hmm. sometimes. Uh, what did you say? You said they added... Too many red shirts and tried to make you care. Yeah. So them. like the 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 death squad, which is literally what they call themselves. They, the um, wow, I called them the death squad. You did, and I was like, that's better. It's it it is. Although it, I feel like death squad somehow is is Nazi related. Now that I'm thinking about it. Oh no, we don't mean that. We didn't know if that is if that's true. I'm not. I'm not hip. I'm not. I'm not a middle-aged man that picked World War II as my special interest. So. Yeah, no. But. But. The. Fuck. Now I feel really weird. <laughs> <laughs> There's a Nazi in it. There is a Nazi in so it. They, they, the Blood Pack the blood is pack. is a group of ragtag vampires. And they all die. They are literally there to be red shirts. They are there so that there can be stakes. They are there. They are the suicide squad. Yeah, they are there so that people can die and but the movie doesn't have to end because mm -hmm. Blade doesn't die. Right. Um so we all not that we all know they're going to die, but like you know, at least some of them are going to die. Mm -hmm. But they dedicate not a lot of character development to them, but like they just spend so much time on like them trying to stay alive or fight their way through things to die eventually that it feels kind of like there that you you get it reaches a point where you're like why are we spending so much time mm -hmm. padding this with these with this like air quotes pseudo character development through combat situation mm -hmm. thing cuz like yeah, I mean, it's like there's six of them, seven of them. Mm -hmm. And I guess especially if you include Lisa or Nisa, whatever her name is, and the other guy that came with Nisa to recruit her, mm -hmm. um, who's also black, who's standing right there when Ron Perlman asks if Blade can blush. Um, but uh, yeah, so like the two of them plus Ron Perlman plus like the five or six other members of the blood pack mm -hmm. who are basically death dealers. Mm -hmm. If you watch the underworld series, it's the same thing. It's the same thing. Um, Scott loves the underworld series. I loved the first underworld Scott movie. Every minute of cinema in the entire underworld series. Wow. That's might might be one of the rudest things you've ever said to me. I mean, in terms of rude things, I think I'm doing pretty okay. <laughs> um, yeah, it just feels weird that, like, this movie could have been so much shorter if they hadn't felt like they had to give each member of the blood pack their hero moment and their struggle moment and their triumph moment and their death moment. You know what I mean? Like, there was just so much time allocated to these characters that really didn't need to be there. 
did need to be there and were only there so that people could die and it would be it would make other characters feel things yeah it's a very that you know what there's the good and the bad of old the old way that movies mm-hmm. were made mm-hmm. and sometimes that device of making trying to care about everybody in a movie um works pretty well yeah sometimes like this time maybe not so much well okay so you know who did it well who the matrix Okay. Uh, no, I'm I'm serious. Like, and I I love the Matrix, so it, I have a bias here. But when you think about the deaths of, you knew someone was gonna have to die. Mm-hmm. But when you think about the deaths of Switch and Apoc and Tank, like those mm-hmm. hurt. But also another reason that it worked in the Matrix is because they everyone was alive <clears throat> and Mouse. Everyone was alive. Everyone was good. And then in one fell swoop, one betrayal, Cypher was able to eliminate with the help of the agents and everything. Mm-hmm. But in, in in the span of like 10 minutes, you lost Switch, you lost Mouse, you lost Apoc, you lost Tank, and Morpheus got taken hostage. And it wasn't like we had one sequence where this person died and then we had another sequence 20 minutes later where two more people died and then we had another sequence 20 minutes later where we lost two more people and it's like and each of those had their own moment of oh damn it that we lost that guy it's like no we we have our crew and then there was just this one really bad time and then the movie keeps going conversely also same but different yeah very saccharine. Titanic makes you care about a lot of people. Mm-hmm. The little girl that Jack dances with in Steerage. Yeah. But well, that's what I'm saying. There's good, and then there's not so good. This was not employed. I think it was well. just the, the, the amount of time that was taken up by how spaced out it all was. Fair. I think that's really the downfall of it. I think that if everyone had, like, if most of the crew had died at the House of Pain... Mm-hmm. It would have felt very different. But also, here's the thing, though. They're framed as bad guys. They are framed as bad guys. So it's a weird... You care even less. Also, more of a reason that I think they should have just knocked them all out. Suicide Squad, scene one. You need to be there. Yeah. Like, here is your mission. Blade. Blade. Go find this guy. Yep. Here's what he's doing. Yep. And we haven't even talked about Scud. We have not talked about Scud. So Scud is played by Norman Reedus. Norman Reedus. Also, real quick before we get to Scud, Whistler, Blade's mentor guy, is the fucking worst. <laughs> he's just the worst. He's just an absolute dick. And what's really frustrating about it is he's completely vindicated because all of the people that he's a dick to turn out to be worse than him. Mm-hmm. But he's just a god hate Whistler. Mm-hmm. But Norman Reedus's character, Scud is someone that he's like Blade's... He's Blade's familiar. Yeah. Even though Blade doesn't need a familiar because he's a daywalker. Mm-hmm. But, like, he's Blade's human tech... Guy. He's he's Blade's Q. Yeah. He builds his weapons. He soups up his car. Mm-hmm. He develops new tech for him. He does all of the things. Um, and surprise, surprise... He's the, they keep talking throughout the whole movie. They keep talking about their mole, their person on the inside. And you're like, you, the, the, the blood pack is all your vampires. Who, 
what what what, what are you mole? what and so i guess maybe they're trying to make you think that it's whistler mm-hmm. and that whistler's actually bad and blade when blade went and got him because he had turned into a vampire even though he exhibits none of the vampire allergies mm-hmm. not important uh but yeah, it turns out it's scud it's norman reedus he's the bad guy mm-hmm. uh and then blade immediately blows him up yeah in a very graphic way. As soon as he does his little reveal. Yep. Blade's like, yeah, that's that bomb's not a dud. Boom. Boom. And yeah, everybody dies. Um, the Reapers bleed yellow green goo, and the oldest vampire bleeds blue green. So they could maintain their R rating. Oh, there it is. There it is. Because I mean, one of the one of the reapers definitely gets stabbed in the stomach and just climbs up the wall, ripping the sword down. Yeah, it's the it's the Kill Bill Volume One, black and white, so that they could show the fucking movie in theaters. So. Yep, it's the 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 Sin City. Sin City. Um, Sin City. Sin City. Yeah, it's yeah. So that's I mean, uh, yeah. I don't. So they they have the reveal at the end that the elder vampire's been making these reapers to breed out the the weaknesses the weaknesses very eugenicsy Nazi kind of vibe. Yep. She know like Guillermo del Toro. This is like one of the few scripts he didn't work on in oh. the movies that he's directed. I think for a long time it was the only. Movie he directed that he didn't have anything to do with the writing. He yeah. hates the writing in this movie. Okay. But I feel like he did as much as he could to, because, you know, he always puts. He hates Nazis. He hates all fascists. Yep. And yep. He all, he'll make it so that you know yep. he, as much as he can. Yep. And this movie smacks of that, like, we're striving for protection, for, for, for perfection in the, in the new generation, mm-hmm. eugenics bullshit of of you know we're gonna make a new race of vampires that's perfect i just don't understand really the reason of everything other than getting blade like why why go through all of it why go through all that if all you needed was blades blood when they walk behind him after the whole showdown with the reapers and then they just tase him yeah and they could have done that at any point. But they sent six of their people or whatever to go die. Yep. And Including his daughter? Maybe they're, it's because these reapers, this generation of reapers was not perfect. I think they were, I think this was, he was hoping that this generation of reapers would be perfect. And then, but I don't. But I'm saying, why kill all of them? Yeah. If you're going to, you have all these little embryos. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't make any no, again, plot's very thin. It's very thin. It's very thin. It doesn't make a lot of sense. But they needed Blade because Blade has all of the, like... He has all the things they want. Yeah, they, they, they figured out how to make their vampires not allergic to silver, mm-hmm. not allergic to garlic, mm-hmm. all those things. They just didn't figure out sunlight. And then they had to get Blade. And, and so all they... of them died, so... Yep. And they're just... Yeah, I mean, it just... When you watch it, you'll notice just, like, there are so many things that are just convenient mm-hmm. it's it's a lot of convenience mm-hmm. um i do wish how does he know how to do that because, because. that works 
Um, I do wish, having watched this and gone to see Morbius several times in the theater, <laughs> that Morbius had felt more like this. Yeah, 100%. I think had Morbius felt more like this, had they dedicated more time to like a martial art format mm -hmm. to the combat in Morbius, it would have been better. Or just like dark in the way that would be appropriate in... 2021, 2022. Whenever it was. Whenever Morbius came out. Yeah. It was it was too PG. It was it was way too PG. It was way too Marvelified. Yes. Yes. It really was. Which is sad, and I really hope that they can remedy that, but I'm not gonna hold my breath. No. So do you have your question now? Sure. Yeah. So every week that we do a Kid Wiku episode, we do a questionnaire that goes with it. Um, Barry, you're a really cool guy. Uh, <laughs> pour one out. No ho Hank. Favorite character. Pour one out. Um, that means nothing to anyone. Nope. Just watch Barry. Death. Anyway, so do yourself do, a favor. We, <laughs> we do a little questionnaire just to... Evaluate it for no other reason. No, there's no bracket. There's no competition. Nope. There's no, nope. Just to. Just cause. Just cause. Just to wrap it all up and bring it all home. Yep. Say so Scott Keel. Yep. I don't know what the accent that was. I'm sorry. What would you give the story of Blade 2, 1 to 10? Give it a 2. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> it's a basic bitch. <laughs> I'll give it a 2. <laughs> if the. If it was sparse and good, that would be one thing. Yeah, simple's not bad. It's the... It's it's the... Somehow they made a point A to point B plot line, mm -hmm. but then managed to fit letters K through V in there somewhere. Somehow. And it just felt long. And in the and all, it is long. And in the wrong ways. So, okay, two. Two. Not the worst, but not good. Not good. Um, what would you give the cinematography one out of ten? Ah. Uh, I'd give it like a... I'd give it like a four or five. I think I'd give it like a six, because there's some really cool There's, there's some good shots. Um, and some cool framing. Yeah. Uh, especially in regards to the time. Mm-hmm. Um, I won't fight you on that. Okay, good. Let's not fight. What would you give the impact of Blade 2, 1 out of 10? Oh, I mean, I would give it like an 8. I think this was a weirdly impactful movie. I think I think Blade was huge mm -hmm. in its day. Oh, I didn't even get to say. They had a budget of $54 million, and they made $155 million. Yeah. I'm not even remotely surprised. Blade was Blade was a, a hit. Mm -hmm. Like, every all three of the Blade movies... In terms of like box office, they didn't age well mm -hmm. in terms of like retaining viewership. There's no cult following. People aren't still watching the Blade movies talking about how awesome they are that I'm aware of. Yeah. But they were huge mm -hmm. when they came out. Like people loved these movies. Yes. It was Wesley Snipes' bread and butter. This it was, was Wesley Snipes' favorite. Yeah. Movie. I mean, and it was like it, it was the right movie for the time. I, yes, I agree. You know what I mean? Like, and it kept the vampire trend going for another, what? It kept the vampire days? trend going. It kept creature development going. Like, it, yes, impact, very high. Very high. 
What would you give the editing one out of ten? Ooh. Uh, hmm. This. I'm I'm on the fence on this one. I'm gonna go with a five. Okay. Because I think that there was some really good editing moments, and then there was a lot of really really garbage editing moments. Okay. So. Mid. Yeah. Okay. I think that there was a very heavy pendulum <laughs> of editing I in see. this movie. Okay. So yes. we'll meet in the middle. We'll call it a five. I love that. <laughs> Scott, is this movie scary? No, but it was. I think those creatures were scary. At the time. At the time. They are not. Now. Now. No. They are graphic and... It's ooh. And were I to encounter something like this in the real world, it would be fucking terrifying. Mm-hmm. But in terms of watching it on screen, no. Not so. No. Is it iconic? Yes. Very good. Would you watch this movie again? I mean, I think it would be fun to every now and then watch the Blade trilogy. I think there's room for that somewhere. It is your love, your childhood love. Yeah. You know, that kind of vibe is the thing that you love the most. It's Vampire Matrix. It is Vampire Matrix. Yeah. Like, eh, sure. Instead of Sad Boy Vampire Matrix, Analog Matrix. Underworld. Yes. Analog Matrix, Underworld. Yeah. 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 I mean, but seriously, like Matrix, Underworld, Blade, it's all same movie, different skin. Long cyberpunk goth nonsense. Yeah. Just with a different plot. Yeah. Different, just a hair bit different interpretation of the theme. Yeah. Is that like, but mine's going to be a little bit more Victorian. Yeah. Exactly. Mine's going to be a little more sci-fi. Mine's going to be a little more... Well, mine has vampires in it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So, are there... (laughs) (laughs) Are there any other movies that you would suggest to watch for the subject of Dragon Bat? No. (laughs) (laughs) There's nothing else to add. I don't, I really, I, if, if there is, please let us know. Please. Yeah, I'd love to watch Tell me. a dragon bat movie. Tell me. There's Bats, which is the movie that's like the birds, but instead of birds, it's, it's bats. Um, there are lots of dragon movies. What's yeah. that, what's that movie with, with, is it Matthew McConaughey? Rain. Rain of Fire. Fire. Christian Bale. Christian Bale. Yeah. Rain of Fire. Yeah, like. But those are dragons. But there's no bats. There's no bats. And there's definitely no dragon bats. Right. So. Yeah, if, if there are, let us know. Yeah. We'll watch it. Yeah. We'll, we'll redo this episode. Fuck, we will. We're moving through. We're going to get through. <laughs> so, Scott, hmm. final question. Mm-hmm. Would you be worried if this was your chosen scenario? Fuck yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, without hesitation. Here's the thing. These reapers mm-hmm. are not stoppable except by sunlight so you would be basically in a cabin in the woods situation you would be your your goal would be survive till morning mm-hmm. just like evil dead yeah i don't know how you would do 
that. Especially Thursday. I mean, it's useless. I don't know Kung Fu. It doesn't matter if you do. You can't kill them. You can't stop them. But you, I can kill the vampires. Yeah, vampires are a different story. We're talking about dragon bats. Yeah, we're talking about the dragon bats. We're talking about we're talking about the reapers. No, we'd be dead. We we literally have to survive till morning, and I mean, I guess it would depend. Even if there was just one, like even if it was just Nomac, mm-hmm. like Nomac seems reasonable though. I think I could talk to him. I think I could change him. <laughs> So yeah, I I, <laughs> I I I don't I I I don't have uh, high hopes if we somehow chose dragon bats. Mm-hmm. That's fair. Yeah. We taken out. We die. We die. We die. This would be a this would be a fail. Yeah, I I I would like to say that we could. Um, get through it but <laughs> no no so that's it for dragon bat that's it for dragon bat so we blaze onward ahead we blade onward ahead we blade scud scud keel um. <laughs> yes whistler <laughs> I hate you <laughs> It's not done. What's uh, next? What's next? You have no idea. No. It's on. Think how things are progressing on the second half. Yeah. Of the whiteboard. Yeah. So we've moved from scarecrows to snowmen to a dragon bat. Is it bat dragon? <laughs> Say bat dragon one more time. Is it a lizard? No. But it is on theme. I'm going to give you one more guess. Birds. Wow. It's like you've never seen Cabin in the Woods. <laughs> what is it? Vampires. Oh. Okay. So what are we watching? So because it is the actual Kitwaku and not Devin's custom Kitwaku. Yeah. We're going to watch Nosferatu. Nosferatu. Mm-hmm. 1924. Origin. <sighs> A hundred year old fucking movie, Scott. That's so cool. That's so cool. It you is know, cool. They tried to, and I'm going to probably say it again next week. They tried, the Bram Stoker estate tried to destroy every single copy. They, they, they filed a motion because it was infringing on their rights of the story of Dracula to have every reel of film for Nosferatu destroyed. Really? And they destroyed Almost every single one. There was one man who was a collector who had every single real film for Nosferatu. So, so like they burned all of them, but he still had it. So that after that had passed, he released it to a film institute to be archived. And that's how we can watch Nosferatu now. Okay. It's short, too. Yeah. It's fucking short. I'm sure it's and, from 1924. And Robert Eggers is remaking it. That sounds dope. With, let me look it up who's in it. Because I think it's really cool that people that are in it. Hold on. Uh, 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 Nosferatu remake. 
Bill Skarsgård. Mm. Bill Skarsgård and Anya Taylor Joy and Lily Rose Depp are the people in. Nice. That sounds fun. Yeah, and that's what we'll do. Do you have any final thoughts? Um. No. 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 It's a. This is a. Uh, if you're in the mood for some dumb vampire nonsense, this is for you. Yeah. It's a little time capsule. Yeah. Yeah. Watch it. Take you back to 2002. All the way. 22, 21 years ago. 30,000 years ago. Three years later. Okay, thank you so much for <laughs> joining us on another adventure through the Kitwaku. We're always happy to have you. Follow us uh, on Instagram. <laughs> My brain shut down. It's a blue screen. <laughs> um, on Instagram at Spooky Saturday. Let us know your thoughts. Let us know what you want to see, what you don't want to see. Well, not see, but here. Um, senses are confusing. I think maybe we had COVID. Um, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Uh, outro, outro. Search brain. Brain. Stay. No, I know how it ends. <laughs> I'm helping. Join us. Join us next week as we talk about Nosferatu. Um, And yeah, we love you and you're very special. Um, Stay safe. (laughs) Stay hydrated. And as always, stay spooky, everybody. We'll see you next Saturday. Bye bye. Bye-bye.